Patty and Maz, the podcast. G'day, this is Patty and Maz. This is our podcast for the week that was. And Maz, I love your hair, but are you living back in yesteryear? Uh, thank you for the compliment. They are few and far between on this show, let me tell you. Uh, I did. I had a moment uh, last weekend where I did think that potentially I was living in a different era, maybe maybe close to the circa 1800s. As well as that, Mazzy had to apologise to a very, very, very famous star um, this week, you know, Unbelievable. Depths of depravity knows no bounds. And I will just say, though, that usually the apologising on the show is Paddy's forte. <laughs> um, so I know how to do a good apology because I hear them maybe Quite two often. or three times a week. Exactly. Yes. And for lovers out there, if you want to prepare your loved one a meal, get your pen poised because I've got a recipe that will lead you eventually to the bedroom. I can I, guarantee can I, it. Just a little disclaimer on that one. Um, it's not so much a recipe as just um, ingredients. Okay. There's three ingredients. And if you That's have demonic cupboards at home, listen up because they are out there, Mazzy. They are out there. There are some cupboards that are possessed and that led us down a really creepy path because then we found out there are some uh, possessed houses on the Central, on Central Coast. Coast. That's all coming up on our podcast. Patty and Maz, the podcast. So yesterday I had this moment where I thought, Am I living in the 1800s? Uh, was it your hairstyle? <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do with what? the corset what? that I was wearing under <laughs> my dress that went oh. from my neck down to my oh. ankles. What about that potter you threw out the window? Was it anything to do with that? No, they're all aside from this thought. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you just quickly, I'll run through the day was of what I Was it the horse that you had <laughs> out the front? No, the, the horse and carriage, that's stock standard <laughs> at our joint. Um, so in the morning... And Mazzy um, is an Amish either. No, I'm not. And people don't believe it. So <laughs> in the morning, um, Glenn, my husband, and Henry, my little one, we went to the Pickleball Club. I've signed mm. up at the Pickleball Club in Gosford. Ambassador. And ambassador. we, unofficial ambassador, and we played pickleball, which was, that was super fun and we little family thing. So Glenn and I played pickleball and Henry was our little, we called him the ball child. <laughs> we're like, where's the ball child? And he had his little scooter. He was like racing around the court on his picking scooter, picking up the balls, throwing them over. Del- so it was great. I had a great little family yep, morning. And on the stuff. way home, I thought to myself, oh, we like as a family, just we just went to play a racket sport. Like I should live in a castle, you know, <laughs> like it's a very, it just felt a little bit la-di-da. Mm, mm. And then we got home and Glenn was like, oh, babe, I'm going to make some pasta for lunch. And when Glenn makes pasta, he makes it from scratch. So he'd made the dough in the morning. Oh, the windy thing. That he's got the windy thing. We put in the fettuccine attachment. And so um, Henry and Glenn were doing that together. So they're making the pasta and they're winding it through the thing. And then we and then he's got the drying rack and he dries it out and then cooks it in the pot. And while he was doing that, I was I thought to myself, I feel like making a cherry pie. <laughs> so start making some pastry on the other side of the kitchen. And it was at that moment when I'm like putting the pastry together and I look over and I see Glenn making homemade pasta and we've just gone to play pickleball. I'm like, what is going on? Who does this? Oh, you've got to turn on the candle, uh, Glenn. <laughs> Did you put the cherry pie on the windowsill to cool down the bear come and eat it? I know. <laughs> no, do you know what? Right. I hid the cherry pie from the dog oh, because, right. you know, Happy loves jumping up on the bench yes, and yes, stealing like stuff. With that steak. With the steak. Steak of so I hit it from, <laughs> from the dog. It was a real moment. I was Yesteryear. Like, we're just making stuff from scratch. Like, what are we going to start doing next? Team? I hope you bought it. Did you buy or did you have any of that cherry pie left to bring in this morning I, to share with your workmate? I have some cherry pie left that I will be eating at about 7.30pm tonight by myself on the couch with a dollop of cream. But also I might start knitting tonight. <laughs> tell me how then. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to hear those stories. <laughs> That'll be bloody marvellous. Listen, tell you then. Patty and Maz, the podcast. Okay, here's what we want to know from you guys. The number to call is one triple three five three. I want to know what was your favourite thing? From the school canteen. Because you were talking about this the other day, WA. In Western Australia, they have put a ban on ham and cheese toasties at the school canteens. And I think they've taken the the ban too far. Like banning the sugar, I get. I get that you can ban the sugar and the lollies and the chips and junk food, sure. Or at least minimise it. But the old ham cheese toast is Nothing wrong with that. See, we we weren't that classy at Christian Brothers in Bundy. Really? What a shock. Pies. (laughs) 
Um, I did love, though, at St. Joey's, we would have the jam donuts, you know, oh. the long ones, and then you'd have the slice down the middle. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and they'd put in the cream and then The slice. fake cream. Was it fake cream? The mock Quite cream? Often. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Normal cream was too um, too expensive in Bundy. We, we had at our school canteen in high school these chocolate chip muffins that my friend Rachel Ryan and I used to – we. If we ever had money for the canteen, we'd be straight for the chocolate chip muffins because the muffin was like almost three times bigger than the actual like cupcake bit or muffin part, yeah, the muffin yeah. top. Always exploded, oh, wasn't it? It was – and and the chocolate chip muffin ratio, they had it down to a fine art at my canteen. They actually put in chocolate chips. That, real chocolate chips <laughs> and so many. And I think it was like a dollar twenty. It was just like – I was just gold. Producer Zach, what about at your canteen? Now, you had an interesting childhood, didn't you? Oh, yeah. very much so. So I spent a lot of my younger years overseas uh, in Papua New Guinea, of all places. And I went to primary school there for a few years. And they had some interesting things at the tuck shop. And funnily enough, did. actually quite good. So hear me out. So it's you know, like a popper. A popper, right? like a drink. Yep. Uh, yeah. But it's frozen and cut in half. Yeah, great. And you used to eat that. So we just used to eat. So chocolate poppers, fruit juice poppers. Oh, Everything yeah. was cut in half. It was cut, cut in half. half and you just eat it with a spoon like a oh. like ice cream. Like yeah. Ice cream. Yeah. And the second one is even weirder. It was just a hot dog bun with butter and tomato sauce. Oh, yeah. No hot dog on it. <laughs> tomato <laughs> sauce on toast is one of the great snacks. It wasn't even toasted. Oh, okay. It was just a normal hot dog bun, bun with butter and, and tomato And what do they call sauce. that? Hot dog bun. <laughs> Hot dog bun with sauce. So it used you, to cost me one keena. Did you the, the Did you <laughs> used to, oh, look, I was going to a Catholic school that on Friday during Lent you'd never eat oh. meat. So they'd have fish cakes and that. Did you have that at your? No. Did you call it, you, you called it a tuck shop? We called ours a tuck shop. What no, was ours was, was the canteen, canteen and I was at a, just a, a state school. It was tuck shop for me too. <laughs> yeah, tuck shop. There were no fish cakes at my school. <laughs> and sausage rolls all the way. Well, you used to write like the order on the brown paper bag. Yeah. And you used to hand it that in. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your school would serve hot dogs without the hot dog. Yeah, just the hot dog <laughs> bun, butter, and tomato sauce. <laughs> and that delicious. was your favourite thing. Delicious. Okay. Honestly good. Especially on the fresh roll. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, one triple three five three. What was your fave? <sighs> fave thing at your canteen slash tuck shop. Hey, Kylie in Wyoming. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Maz, Patty. I agree with you. During Lent, we used to get um, fish burgers every Friday. Yeah, yeah. we never had meat pies. Oh. Never on a Friday. Yeah. During Lent, anyway. Yeah, because that's yeah. just the rule, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you that can't makes eat sense. meat on yeah. Friday. And but my favourite thing, and it was so cheap, but it was the best, especially in summer, was the good old Sunny Boy. Oh, frozen bring back sunny, the boys. sunny Boys. I don't know whether we yeah. had Frozen Sunny Boys. We had boys. Sunny Boys. Did you? Yeah. Oh, they were like, yeah. they were they in sort of yeah. that paper casing. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know and what they are. And they've got the, the triangular I, in shape. I don't think we yeah, sold really? them. Oh. Okay. There's your faves. Thanks for that, Kylie. Have a good Friday. We've got Joe from Buff Point. G'day, Joe. G'day. Yeah, mate. Good, good. Tuck shop from the canteen. What was your favourite thing? My favourite thing was uh, we used to call it the Cabernetta High Special, which was a sausage roll in a roll with tomato sauce. So a sausage yeah. roll in a in roll. A roll. With tomato sauce. Wow, the, the Cabramatta special. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Got Georgina from Buff Point. Georgina. Hey, buddy. Yeah, hey, listen, hey. what was it at the canteen, your favourite thing? Well, my favourite thing when I was at school was a sausage roll, but that was a long time ago. Mm. Now the kids love chicken burgers. Chicken burgers all the go? It sounds like you have chicken some intel on what go. the kids are eating these days, Georgia. I do. Georgina. I feed them every day. Right. Are they low-rent <laughs> chicken, chicken burgers? Are they just chicken burgers on a roll? Do they have lettuce? Do they have mayonnaise? What's the go? Some of them go the full hog. Yeah. Full salad. Yeah, uh, mixture that. of mayonnaise and sauces. The kids have really got taste. I love that. Yeah. That's encouraging. Yeah, that thank is you, Thanks, and thank Georgia. you for your service. Yeah, <laughs> Matty Gorican, g'day, mate. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Good, good. Favorite thing at the canteen going to school? What was it? Uh, pizza rounders. Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. Is that like a pizza pocket? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Were, they, have those. were they the ones from McCain? And they, yeah, that's the, it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Weren't, weren't not a lot of topping, but um, still sustainable. Yeah, that's it. That's and it. could do some damage on the roof of your mouth if you weren't careful sure. if it was too, too hot. hot. Yes, definitely. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Matty. We've got Brett from Blue Haven. G'day, Brettie. Good morning, Patty. How are we? Yeah, not too bad. Brett, what was your favourite thing from the school canteen? Uh, used to love it growing up. Get a buttered roll 
a put a wagon wheel on it. <laughs> I've never heard of this. And, and wash it down with the chocolate milk. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, pie and a can of Coke some days for but us. Wait, a wagon wheel a wagon on wheel a bread, bread roll? Yeah, you've got to try it till you can't knock it. All right, okay. Okay, yes, I won't <laughs> knock it until, but I probably won't try it, Brett, to be fair. <laughs> Patty and Maz, the podcast. Uh, Barnaby Joyce, former national leader, Barnaby Joyce, look, he was in Canberra. I think it was Wednesday night. You may have seen the video. It was Wednesday night. So just a casual Wednesday, yeah. low-key Wednesday in Canberra. About 11.30 at night. And anyway, he was sitting on a planter box, allegedly. Then he fell off and he was just lying there. So what he thought, he said. He's on the phone. He's on the he? phone. And he's on the phone. He's swearing like a trooper, as you would if you've just fallen off a planter box. 11.30 at night. And then someone comes along. And starts filming. They go, geez, that looks like Barnaby lying yeah. on his back on the phone. Caught on camera. Caught on camera. They, they put it up on, I think, news.com that they use. Oh, it's everywhere. It's so embarrassing. Now, Barnaby <laughs> said uh, he was feeling the effects of mixing med- medicine with alcohol. Well, you should never he, do that, mate. Oh, when you fell off the planter box. Never sit on a planter box if you've been drinking and uh, you've got medicine <laughs> as well. I would say never sit on a planter box. Full stop. <laughs> full stop. <laughs> they're not for you, they're for the plants. So this morning, <laughs> we're, not a seat. we're looking. When you done a Barnaby. Maybe I love the stories of falling into a hedge as well. Yeah, like you didn't fall into a hedge, it, but that's just as funny. Any story when yeah. you've you've been on the terps and you, yeah. you land in a bush. Yeah. Is, it's all I mean, we don't endorse this no, behaviour no. at all. But if it's good for good enough for Barney, it's good enough for us. But it's fun to talk about yeah. after the incident, isn't it? Like You're I'm sure he's I'm sure he's having a laugh about it now. Um, maybe. Now Zachy, producer Zach, you were saying with one of your mates at uh, Kingaroy, what happened there? Yeah, so the McDonald's is right across the road from the pub. So when the pub shuts, shuts, everyone goes to Macca's. Sure. We walk through the drive-thru. Classic. And there's a hedge on the corner of the (laughs) drive-thru. And my mate thought it would be a funny idea to jump into this hedge, but Mm. there was a metal fence that ran through the middle of it. (laughs) Oh, God. Like a little short one. (gasps) And he didn't see it. Yeah. He's a Barnaby. What happened to his head? Is his head okay? He split it a little bit. (gasps) See, that's what happened. A couple stitches. Oh, we've all had a done great it. Night, though. We had a oh, mixed yeah. stitch. All guilty. Oh, I still remember outside this nightclub at Caxton, Caxton Street in Brisbane. I think I had. Uh, I think it was a couple, couple of fresh lemonades. Yeah, I think it was fresh lemonades and medicine. And uh, <laughs> now I'm sitting there on the gutter. I said to my mate Paul, I said, "Oh, I'm just going to lie down here." You just had a lie down in just the gutter. Had a lie down in the gutter, and I thought to myself, "Dad would be so proud." <laughs> 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 that was the effects of the medicine. <laughs> oh, I think that may have been. I think that oh, was bless. the effects. Yeah, it, it has happened to all it of us. It happens to all of us, mm. myself included. I, I have many stories, <laughs> but this is why I'm sober <laughs> these days, guys. Haven't had a drink for nine years. But when I remember at schoolies week, which was a bit of fun up at Airlie Beach there, I went with the girls and... I stood on, like we were, we stayed at this complex that had a pool and there was a ledge and I stood on the ledge, but my balance wasn't quite as great as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And so I toppled over the ledge and I landed in a tree. Oh, you landed in a palm tree. <laughs> I landed in a palm oh, tree. Oh, brilliant. Uh, which, and it, they, my friends just saw me disappear over the ledge and they didn't know how big the drop was. Neither did I. Um, but the, the palm tree broke my fall. So I was fine. Yeah. See, it does happen. It happens to um, the best of us, guys. One, triple, three, five. Three, Steve uh, Mulher and I hope you call with your story. You've told me oh, it, please. and it's very funny. As we said, one caller—that's all we need to be successful. One triple three five three. Yep. When yeah. did you do a Barnaby, Peter? In your minor, hello. How you going? Yeah, not bad. When did you good, do good. a Barnaby, mate? Morning, Christmas time. We're walking down the street from your minor, just down the beach. Now all the family walking down there. I've had a few. Seeing Christmas cows, the family. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. And um, I've gone down Rudolph, mate, straight away. Oh, you just fell over. Yeah, fell over flat in my face. Oh, no. Very, very handy. Yeah, oh, was, was the um, footpath raised or it was? <laughs> I sort of stepped down a gutter, you know what I mean? Oh, you stepped down a gutter yeah. and then boom, yeah. over. They're tricky, those oh, gutters. I mean, are. yeah, shame, going, shame yeah. on the Central Coast Council for not fixing that up. <laughs> exactly. There should be, there should be, yeah, there should be more warnings. When you do come to a gutter, that you've got to exactly step right. down because, you know, the old, age yeah. old trick of. Oh, yeah, over. that step. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a very hard fall, mate. So the conference is pretty hard. Well, Peter, I'm glad you survived to tell the story, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Patty and Maz, the podcast. Well, Mazzy, it was this time last week. I came in and I said, Oh, I've watched the greatest night in pop on the weekend. 
It was brilliant. Let's have a listen. It's on Netflix. One, two. We are the world. We are the children. The greatest artists of a generation came together to save some lives. Must be in a dream, huh? Hello, hello. But we only had one night to get this right. Let's get this party started. And we said to our producer, Zach, Zach, get someone from that doco, please. Yep, we sent him a mission and he has delivered. He has got the man (laughs) who was the cameraman from that doco, Kenny Wu. He joins us from Georgetown in South Carolina. Good morning, Ken. Yeah. Well, good morning. Are you guys old enough to remember this 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 uh, song? Just barely. <laughs> You're flattering me now, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, honestly, we both watched the documentary, and it's it's exceptional, and it really does take you back to that era in music and all of those big stars. And I can't believe that you were in that room on that history-making evening. So. We have so many questions. Who are you most starstruck by? Oh, wow. I guess uh, the one that put me over the top would have probably been Springsteen. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I saw him arrive, I went, wow, this is really odd. Because at that time, he was so hot. And it was like his Born in the USA tour had just finished. And he was top of the charts. But, you know, anybody, I, I was so uh, starstruck by I, I worked in I had worked in Hollywood for two or three years, so I'd done the Grammys and a bunch of other shows, and I'd, I'd seen a lot of these artists before. But gosh, when like Ray Charles walked in, and then Dylan shows up, I'm like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> yeah, what is unbelievable? Happening? And Ken, did you find in yourself were you able to say, "G'day, Bruce," "G'day, Bob," or <laughs> did, or did you go, well, "I'm not going to say a word"? Well, you know what? Like I said, I, I I worked in Hollywood and I worked in entertainment. I worked in the studios and I did a lot of, of uh, music stuff before. But you know, it was always that was the cool thing about it because at that time nobody else was allowed in the studio. So only only those of us in the studio got to interact. And of course, it, you, got, you got to give them a nod or "Hey, how you going?" or "What are you doing?" and "What's up?" or "Could you move this way?" So you kind of when you get into that working mode, you kind of put your uh, your own surprise and 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 feelings about these artists aside, you're just ready to do the job. But yeah. my God, it was it was so cool. And there were a lot of my favorite artists too. Like loved Hall and Oates, Paul Simon. Oh my God, yeah. loved Paul Simon. You know, all that it was, it was just so great. And it was so funny uh, when they all came in. That and I think Lionel said it best in the documentary. He says it was like the first day of kindergarten. They were all <laughs> so shocked. They were all so shy with totally. each other. At first, they were not mingling at all, and and then all of a sudden, it just broke down, and and it was just, oh, it was a love fest. Ken, I love when Diana Ross went up to Daryl Hall and asked for his autograph, prompted prompting all the other stars to reach out to their favourite to get an autograph. Were you able to get any autographs from the night? Uh, you know what? That's the one thing that I. I I wish I had. I have the sheet music. I still have it, and I still have my my sweatshirt from that night, and I have my credential and all that stuff. But because it was going on, and it was such an amazing thing to see, I just kept shooting, and I never had a chance really to 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 ask for autographs. I would have loved to have done. And looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking? Well, I was thinking, man, I just got to keep shooting. And I think I probably uh, we rolled tape from about ten o'clock that night to about seven thirty, eight o'clock that morning, and I don't think. I took two breaks all night to take a to go to the bathroom because it was just this was such an historic thing and there were just so many great things going around. I, I didn't want to miss anything. So Ken, when you when you got the call to for the job, how much information were you given? Like, did you have any idea when you accepted that job to be the cameraman on this night after the American Music Awards that it was going to be so historic? Had no idea, and I was telling uh, the producer that I had worked with the two producers who actually were responsible for shooting the video and doing the documentary for HBO because uh, there was a one-hour documentary that was done and released the same time as the song. I had worked with them a couple of weeks before, and literally the Friday before that Monday, I get a call from them and I go, hey, uh, Lionel and, and Michael are going to do this uh, song for famine relief for Africa, kind of like the Band-Aid thing, and like some of their friends are going to be in town, so they're going to come and uh, they're going to do this song. Would you be interested in shooting this? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. So 
I said, well, well, just let me know when and where. And they go, well, it's Monday, but we can't tell you when, and we can't tell you where, and we'll call you Monday. What? And I was, wow, this is interesting. So uh, it's like 1130 on Monday. I still haven't heard from these guys. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on. I get a call about noon saying, Ken, get down to the A&M studios, 4 o'clock this afternoon. Don't tell anybody, and be ready to rock. So... That's how it started. And Ken, behind the scenes, which you'll see in the doco, The Greatest Night in Pop, The Making of We Are the World, Waylon Jennings walked off the set? Well, it was kind of weird, you know, and, I, and I've been asked this a lot, and I, I didn't want to make anything, you know, things get so PC these days. It, 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 you know, it could have been made out to be a racial thing, but it wasn't at all. It was about 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning. They'd been arguing for about 20, 25 minutes about this whole Swahili thing. And mm. finally, he just said, you know, and, and it could have been just as easily, I mean, what he ended up saying, he actually kind of said it in a funny way. He goes, well, you know, good old boy ever sang in Swahili. I think I am out of here. <laughs> and and that, he said it just like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was because, his, you know, it, was it Stevie Wonder at one point was like, we, maybe we need to incorporate some Swahili um, into yeah, the cha- all- like, and then there was a whole big discussion about maybe putting in some lyrics in a different language, and that sort of threw the whole recording process it, schedule out. It did. That really stopped everything down. And we'd already been working. We started singing about ten o'clock, so we'd already been working about four hours. And he had to realize it was two o'clock, two thirty in the morning. Steve, Stevie did do that, and thankfully. You know, there was so much discussion back and forth. I mean, there was even Michael was saying, well, what if we don't do that? We just do this nonsense line, Sha-la, Sha-linga, which that didn't make any sense anyway. But Bob Geldorf really came to the rescue. He came in and said, look, he said, we're not singing to the people who need relief. We're singing to the people that give us money, mm-hmm. and we don't want to turn anybody off. So yeah. they came up with that line that uh, – our world, our children, and that was that was the line that they used. And Ken, I know you filmed there. You were part of this, um, the greatest night in pop, for hours upon hours. Now you went to hand in your invoice at the end. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was so funny. You know, uh, like I said, I had just worked for these producers earlier, and, and you know, I was making my Hollywood rate, and you know. I'd actually been there 16 hours, so I figured, well, that's a pretty good payday. I got eight hours and eight hours of overtime. I'm good to go. So I had brought an invoice with me, and I kind of filled in the numbers, and I was heading out. I packed up the camera, and I handed my <laughs> invoice over to the tech manager. He goes, what's this? And I said, well, it's my invoice. He goes, Ken, there's no invoice. We're all doing this for free as volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Spewing. Oh. Nobody told me. <laughs> and out of them all, out of the 46 artists, who was your favorite? Wow. I don't know. I, I got, well, I still got to say Springsteen because yeah. he really, he really put his heart and soul into it and he just really delivered. I mean, the guy had flown all night to get to L.A. after finishing, you know, a 10-month-long tour, and yeah. his voice was almost shot. But And he was one of the last guys to record his extra solo stuff, so you had to really hand it to him. Mm-hmm. It, he really put it out there. It is absolutely brilliant. The greatest night in pop. Thank you for taking time out, Kenny, the Thank cameraman. You. I mean, what you've just got, you're a part of history. That must feel really cool. <laughs> You know what? I, I'm so proud of it because I often get asked. I've, I've had a great career, honestly, and uh, fabulous memories from all of it. And people always ask me, well, what was the best thing you ever did? And it's pretty easy to tell them. <laughs> it was... <laughs> uh, Kenny, yeah, a uh, once-in-a-lifetime li- once experience. A hundred percent. For you. And, and, mate, was there Absolutely. someone who surprised you who you thought, oh, they're a bit up themselves? Uh, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. <laughs> oh, truly. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't think it came out in the documentary, but I know uh, from from talking to other people about it that Cindy was at the AMAs and she went up to Lionel uh, at the show and said, "I don't, I'm not going to come because my boyfriend listened to the song and he doesn't think it's going to be a hit." <laughs> and it was like, really? It's, well, you know, it's not about it being a hit, Cindy. It's about all of us coming together to make some money to save these people in Africa. So, also, and, uh, you know, I bet Cindy's boyfriend regrets saying that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, That's it was funny. not about a hit. I'm like, 
it was crazy. So and, everybody and, else was so into it. Yeah. And of course, Cindy Lauper's jewelry uh, was causing issues. No, I had to take. She had bracelets and necklaces. necklaces had to and, take yeah. it all earrings, off because it was. Earrings. I know yeah. she might as well have been wearing a tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> she was uh, in the percussion section. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one man, man, Kenny Wu, the cameraman from that great Netflix doco, which is called The Greatest Night in Pop. And by the way, too, mate, who are you going for today? Are you going for the Kansas City Chiefs or are you going for the 49ers? Oh, well, I've been a long-time 49ers fan, but I tell you, honestly, I'm so tired of, of Travis Kelsey and, and uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, you've been over it. Huh? <laughs> I, I want to I see her cry. Oh. <laughs> so you're going for the 49ers. Oh, yes, Kenny. sir. Oh, Kenny, thanks for taking time out, mate. Pleasure, Thank mate. Thank you. You guys are great fun. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for calling. Patty and Maz, the podcast. If you think Patty and Maz had great ideas all the time, you'd probably be wrong. It's now time for the Wheel of Wishful Thinking. Oh, we love doing this, don't we? This is great because we do. We come up with a lot of ideas. We're oh, a very a creative show. Yeah, and very creative. A lot of the a <laughs> lot of the ideas get shut down. All of the ideas, management. most of the ideas, and so we said, look. That is wrong, just throwing them out in the garbage bin. Yes, yeah, so we need to. We were like, let's house them somewhere, yeah. and then maybe let's see if one of the ideas might make an appearance on the show at some point. So we've got the wheel of wishful thinking, and we've got all our ideas onto this wheel, and you know, on all to the wedges, we've written different ideas. So we spin the wheel, and whatever, good spin, mate. Good spinning. Oh, a bit long today. Oh, jeez. Oh, not so much pressure next that time. Was- yeah, so it was a big spin. Jeez, I tell you what. I'm warming up for pickleball today. Now. <laughs> that was my pickleball arm. It's pretty strong. It has landed up. <laughs> oh, yes. This was given the poo bar as well. Kitchen injuries. <laughs> this was a good idea. Well, I feel like there, there'll be lots of stories on 123353. If you've, if you've injured yourself in a kitchen, yeah. give us a call. And Where did this come from, though? Where, how did oh, this start? I, I was showing you the picture of my finger. Um, and then I said, because that was on the avocado, I tried to get the seed oh. out. I went, plonk, and then uh, it slipped. And then I, I cut the, the finger, which was a bit, um, and I'm trying to find, uh, you know, that picture. I just can't find it at the moment. But avocados are very dangerous. They're very are, bloody dangerous I in feel the kitchen. Knives in general. Are <laughs> yeah, some people just shouldn't use them, should yes. they? Yeah, you need to learn how to use a knife properly. <sighs> Getting the seed out of an avocado, if you don't know what you're doing, can be problematic right. for okay. sure. It was. But uh, there could have been other injuries that happened in the kitchen. One triple three five three. And what we've got for you, Rocket the Races 2024 double pass. Ooh. Because Triple M is presenting Rocket the Races coming up pretty soon too. Yeah, it's Saturday the 23rd of March. Yeah. You can see the Black Sorrows, Richard Clapton, the Radiators and more. Tickets are on sale at ticketmaster.com.au. Yeah. But a double pass to our best caller on one triple three five three, and we only need one That's caller. That's exactly right to be, a success. to be successful, and then we yeah. can say to our bosses, <laughs> "See, <laughs> we had callers, See? singular, you know, uh, one triple three five three, yeah." Kitchen injuries. Let us know. Oh, good morning, Kim and Lizaro. Hi, how are you? Good, yeah, good, good. Kitchen injuries. What happened on our wheel of wishful thinking this morning? So back in the eighties, my father was a builder. And he was up in the roof doing some work in um, a person's house. Mm. And he actually fell through the ceiling and landed on their kitchen bench. <laughs> that, that, that covers it. That does it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he got his footing wrong oh straight goodness. through yeah. the plasterboard on their kitchen bench. Correct. Wow. They would have been happy. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, they weren't very happy at all. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Was he okay? Yeah, he was, apart from his pride. Yeah, he's okay. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that is the definition of a kitchen injury. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is funny. Patty and Maz, the podcast. Now, Mazzy, a uh, little bit of a game show uh, oh, yeah. for you before you do your apology on your little soapbox there. So he's the highest paid banking executive in Australia. Yeah. And it seems uh, his work, name's Is Nicholas. it a male? Is it a man? It's a man. Does he work for one of the big four? Macquarie Group. Oh, no, Macquarie Group. He's Ooh. their star performer. He wants to move on to greener pastures, right? He's head of commodities and global markets division. Why wasn't he my dad? I want to know. <laughs> How much does he earn a year? 
Okay, so he, what's his title uh, again? Head of Commodities and Global Markets Division. He earns what a year? Have a guess, Mazzy. Um, like, it's got to be a few hundred thousand dollars. Oh, no, higher, higher. Like, not $500,000? Oh, way higher. That sounds ridiculous. Higher. So what are you on? You're on about 1.2 mil here, aren't 1. you? 1.5. We're on 1.5. One. Is it higher than your yes. salary? Are you joking? One, yeah. $1.5 million. Oh, it's... Heaps higher. Yes. Oh. 10, 20. No. Yes. No. Go on, have a guess. As a salary? Yes. Have a guess how much. Like, and oh, that's with his bonuses and all that sort of stuff. $25 million. No. Higher. 30 million? Higher. 40? Higher. No, I don't yeah. you. $57.6 million a year. A so they year? say the highest paid banking executive in Australia, earning a whopping 57.6 mil. Yep. And do you know what? This is my guess. If yeah. you had a conversation with old mate and yeah. you said, oh, hey, what do you do? I don't reckon he could tell you in a succinct sentence what his job was. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours is easy. Let's talk on the radio. <laughs> now, 57.6 million. Hopefully that doesn't make you feel bad. Now get on, outrageous. Get on that box. Go on, get I'm up on and apologise. I know I don't look what any taller, but I'm standing on a box. <laughs> I do need to issue, mm-hmm. and this is very serious, I, I felt terrible. I actually oh. felt really, really bad that I said this on the show yesterday, so... At the end of the show, we do a Did You Know segment where we go through celebrity birthdays and just, you know, things that have happened on that day. And I mentioned that it was somebody's birthday uh, in that segment. Have we got the audio of that moment? This is just, oh, this is cringy, cringy. So bad. It's Jerry Springer's 80th birthday today as well. Jerry. He's still kicking. Now, apologies, Jerry Springer passed away last year and I just, didn't remember that yeah. that had happened. And yeah. so he's not alive and kicking. Yeah. He's very much dead. No, and I'm yeah, very yeah. sorry Unless. for saying that he was 80 because he's obviously not dead. any older no, no, because dead. he's died. Yeah. So I'm really, so I'm very spraying up. I don't think he's going to ring up and complain. No, he's not. But um, a few he's... people have complained other things uh, about the chicken. I, oh. <laughs> Right, but there's another one. I am so the, sorry. What, you, another you, apology? Yeah, about this chicken. Go, 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 go. <laughs> oh, why would I do that? Go, 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 go. So you got the chicken? Where, <laughs> go, 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 go. Where are you getting this audio from? Don't know. We got to, I don't remember making that sound. <laughs> So, any more apologies? None to go. Oh, no. Patty and Maz, the podcast. In the meantime, just talking about my possessed cupboards at home, uh, Mazzy. There's the uh, medicine cabinet yes. and also the broom cupboard. Every time you open up, everything just falls out. Yeah, which all I, the time. I don't all know the time. that that's the cupboard's fault. No, necessarily. maybe me. Could maybe be the me. person yeah, okay. stuffing too many things into the cupboard. <laughs> all right, okay, I'll gil- Gilby is charged. But we want to know in your joint, do you have cupboards that are possessed? One triple three five three. Morning, Mark. Hello. Good morning, Maz. It's a shame you're not six inches taller. Then you could be my Valentine. Oh, well, I think my husband oh, would have she, a problem with that. She did. Yeah. <laughs> Maz is just so excited you told him that. <laughs> anyway, mate, we are looking at possessed uh, cupboards in your house. Do you have one? Mate, I've got a possessed toolbox on the back of the ute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Every, every, mate, how many things do you squeeze in there? Mate, it's not. It's 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 extension leads, levels, um... Uh, landscaping stuff, choppers, and that sort of thing. So I pack it nice and neat every time I finish. I spend 10 minutes rolling the leads up. I go to get out the next time, mate, and everything's wrapped around and jammed in each other. <laughs> nice and tied. And then I get up the staff for doing it, and then it's not them because I'm the one that packed it. That's hilarious. Yeah, possessed toolbox. We'll take that. We've got Jude from Edelong. Morning, Judy. Good morning, Patty. How are you today? Yeah, good. Judy, have you got a possessed cupboard in your house? <laughs> I think they're all possessed, <laughs> but <laughs> I have um, two in particular that like to hit me in the head, one in the kitchen and one in the bathroom, and the kitchen one, glass jars like to jump out and smash on the floor. Yeah, don't you hate oh, that? No, when you annoying. open up the oh, cupboard God, out, they yeah. come, you go, who packed that? And you look at <laughs> yeah. yourself in the mirror going, that's me. Uh, why, do we, why do we do it, Jude? Why? So you've got two possessed cupboards in your wow. house as so well. You, this is fascinating, Paddy. You're not yeah. alone here. No, we've got Benny from Bluehaven as well. Benny, good morning. Hey, guys. How you going? Yeah, good, good. possessed uh, cupboards in your house. What do you got for us? Mate, I can go one better. I reckon I've got a possessed house. Ooh. Oh, no okay. word of a lie. Okay, please explain. 
Okay, so this has been happening for quite a while now. We're seeing shadows. It's always shadows of like kid-sized shadows. Um, we hear mummy and daddy every so often being um, yelled. And it's it's not your kids. It's not your kids. No, not our kids. We go in and check on them. They're out like a light. Now this is the freaky part. We have toys go off all the time. Oh, no. What, what that, do you mean? So, so they will just start, like, toys that you oh, need like to Oh, like the counting on. koala that just is off and then it all of a sudden starts counting in the middle of the night. Oh. Yeah, it, it always happens at night. But it happened again on Monday night just gone. A toy went off. We've gone into the playroom. We call it the playroom where all the toys are. Yeah. Um, this toy hadn't worked in months. No way. Oh, you are you serious? Off. Hey, have, have you spoken to anyone about it? Like, uh, Who are you going to call? Ghost, yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't spoken to anyone, but this is the freaky thing. Like, I watch so many ghost shows, it's not funny. I'm just interested in that. So I pretend I'm a ghost hunter. I'm, I'm going, okay, then. If if that was you and you're in here, don't be scared of us. You do it again. <gasps> anyway, it, did, it didn't happen again um, while we were in that room. Um, but I said, okay, and then maybe it's, you know, worried or scared that we're in here. Um, we're going to walk out now. Feel free to do it again when we walk out. We walked out. Right. Within 10 seconds, it happened again. Stop it. Okay, all right. I'm not okay, able Benny. to sleep tonight because of you. Can we um, refer you on to the Ghostbusters? Can, we have their number. Uh, mate, record it. If you can record, try and record That's it. Freaky. Set up a video. Let us know. Yeah, I'll have to for sure. Yeah, please do. Oh, I won't be able to Bad's sleep tonight. not going to Benny's house. All right. Thank you, Benny. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> See you, mate. We're not going to Benny's house, but... Let's send someone to Benny's because house. Because every week we, says, we send producer Zach. All right, guys, who give, are we sending? Who are we sending? It's not me, right? <laughs> we have an assignment. Your assignment last week was to get someone from The Greatest Night in Pop, which Tick. you got Kenny you Wu. Did. Well done. Yes. If job. Benny's in agreement with this, okay. you have to go up if Benny... And spend a night there. Yeah, you gotta stay and, and try and catch the ghost. If Benny's okay with it, yes. and see if you can record something and see if you can hear it and come back. We That'd do trust awesome. Benny. So if I don't come back, that Doesn't means matter. it's also a success because there's ghosts and I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a ghost isn't gonna kill you. And you never know. Producers no. are a dime a dozen. So, oh, there's people queuing up for your job. And the, is there? Yeah, the skill set so, is not huge. I don't know if there is. So do you? Do you accept the challenge? If, if providing it's all right for Providing ben. ben is okay with it, I'll do it. Yes, oh, Zach. That, that is be the good. attitude. That is what we want. Okay. okay. So that's your challenge for okay. this week. Benny is going to go. I'll have to, to give go, Ben a phone call. All right. Okay. <laughs> and then, need to your girlfriend. And then yeah. we'll try and get Benny and you on together. And yeah. then you set videos up and all that sort of oh, stuff. Yeah, that would be bloody things. good. Patty and Maz, the podcast. Super Bowl, done and dusted. We had Puppy Bowl. Puppy Bowl. What a, okay, can I just say, team, round of applause. Wouldn't you say it was successful? Mm-hmm. It was, the idea was to have like our version of Puppy Bowl, which they do in America. It, they do it on the National Geographic been, Channel. Would have been successful if Bear, my dog, had won. Well, okay. But it hadn't. Because we had Bear, my dog, your Happy. dog, Happy, and Zach, our producer's dog, Nelly. And we had our listeners. Oh, hey. Puppy pants, Nelly oh, over puppy, there. Oh, we'll talk. Puppy pants. Oh, my God. Oh. That wasn't a pork. That was so. I didn't realize that, was a submarine. that when sausage dogs do a turd, it's it as, looks like a sausage dog. Yeah, it's, it's as long as them. It, They're it, intestines. It was what? It was actually comical. I was like, "Is this in the Secret Life of Pets? This is outrageous." It was like a racetrack. It was that long. Um, <laughs> now we had Michael. We had the dogs. They they're in the corners. They had to race to the bowl. Uh, oh, finals! Oh, by the way, too, Lisa was with Nelly. Yes. Uh, she rang up and said, "I want to go." Yeah. Yep. Uh, Michael from Killarney Vale. Yeah, he chose Bearsy. Yeah, and, and then James from chose Killarney vale. Happy. Here's the final stages uh, calling Puppy Bowl number one. He has it. Oh! We've got a winner. Happy the horse. Happy has won for its lucky listener yes. $500. Wonderful. How, I mean, Happy, how do you feel? Woof! <laughs> 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 and the lucky listener was James from Gorakon. Good morning, James. G'day, guys. How are you going? Not good, too good. bad, mate. You are $500 richer. Congrats. Oh, 
Yeah. Happy's my new favourite dog, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he did well. You backed the right horse, even though he's a dog. Oh, he's as big as a horse. But Paddy's been calling him a horse. Well, he's, he's so big compared he's to Bear. Compared to Bear. Yeah, but do you know what? Like, Bear is the size of a mouse. I know, I Bear know. Bear is a Bear's toy a poodle. He's that's what tiny. He is. Well, mate, uh, 500 bucks were you uh, cheering yesterday morning when we uh, we crossed to the race and did the race? I was. I, when you said, oh, we're going to swap it to some food, I thought, oh, the big dog's going to be in here with the food in the bowl, that's for sure. So The big dog. Very lucky. Oh, oh well, well done, done James. Well, congratulations. You are $500 richer. Are you going to spend it all on Valentine's Day tomorrow? Yes, he is. Uh, maybe a, at least a little bit of it. Okay. Oh, well done, mate. Good on and you. To our two other contestants, too, they took home 50 bucks as well. So well done. Hey, James, thanks for playing yesterday. Well done, mate. Have a good Tuesday. You too. Thanks, guys. Look, you can see the race on our socials, but behind the scenes, there was drama. Oh, there was so much chaos. Oh, drama. So, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? poor Bear. Look, my dog suffers from car sickness. So, Bear, really, before it competed, should have had about a day to recover. Um, Just getting here. (laughs) Yeah, we should have had a motel for Bear where it was able to relax and recover before it entered the race (laughs) because it was so, it was just, just filled with anxiety, the poor little fella. Um, and then when we got home, all he did was just did a big chunder. <laughs> he did oh a big down under. Yeah, and uh, and, and I know I only know this because mm, Paddy mm. took a photo of said vomi and texted it in our group chat. I said, "Oh, poor bear." But so then he didn't have a chance. You took Bear home pretty quickly. I I stuck yeah. around for a little bit with Happy, and, and I don't yeah. know if you know, but Happy decided to defecate. Yeah, like it, in the boardroom, like the, the most <laughs> prestigious room <laughs> like, at Central Coast Radio, and uh, Mazzy's dog took a dump. But not yeah, it took was it upon a, spe- it to a special. It was a special kind of turd. <laughs> you know what? It was the most liquefied. Oh. Thing. He, it's like if you got a turd and yeah. put some water in a blender with it and then tipped that on that the floor. <laughs> Apologies if you haven't breakfast. <laughs> Sorry, Dean, um, but it was so gross. Out in the public, he'd be arrested. Yeah, so, oh, actually, yeah so 100%. Would, so would Nelly. Oh, and Nelly. Uh, both Nelly and also Happy could play rugby league, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> with their form. Oh, with their off-field behaviour. Oh, yeah, they'd fit right in. <laughs> Seriously, they are qualified. Do you know, Patty, do you know qualified. how bad it was? I came back later in the afternoon with my cleaning products from oh, home. cleaning lady. You proper, Sadie. Proper carpet oh, cleaner, Mazzy. bicarb soda to try it's and, like, get rid of the – it was – I swear I spent an hour cleaning. Cleaning it up, and I, I think I've done a pretty good job. Because we've got an all-staff meeting in there today. <laughs> I know, I was stressing out so hard. Oh, anyway, happy. So that was behind the scenes of Puppy Bowl Number One. Hopefully, uh, it'll be back next year. Oh, I think it's going it to return bigger and better, bigger and better yeah. for sure. Patty and Mass, the podcast. Aussie surfer, our local girl Molly Picklam has become the first woman to ever score a perfect ten on the famous Pipeline surf break in Hawaii. She's an absolute hero. Let's take a, take a listen to the ride. Molly putting her head down, grabs her rail of Pipeline, pulls up and under. She's still going and gets the exit. Oh, you little ledge one. This was absolutely insane. Grabs the rail, pulls up underneath the lid, comes flying out with the spit. In that, wow. Yeah, it's going to be near perfect, this. You know, her technique coming off the bottom there, the way she's able to pull up on that outside rail and just get in the tube, and she was so deep. There we go. There we see it. A 10-point ride to kick off the year, Molly Picklum. She wanted a 10 She wants a 10 And she gets a 10 Oh, we are not worthy, Molly Picklum. Molly Picklum, hello. <laughs> How are you guys? Oh, well done, Molly. Gussie, good times to the pipeline. <laughs> Oh, I know, that recording makes it sound real fun, doesn't it? <laughs> well, do you know what's really funny, Molly? It, I mean, I've watched I've watched it so many times it, because it's a perfect tense, a history-making moment in, First woman. in women's surfing. Yeah, um, so masters. congratulations. But, like, the commentary on the, the wave is, like, about ten times longer than the actual time you're on the wave for because <laughs> it's, it's over in a minute, right? Like, in a heartbeat almost. For sure. I think obviously the better the wave, the longer it goes for. But I mean, yeah, my ride wasn't that long. I wish it was even longer. But yeah, you're right. It's so short and that all happens before you even realise. That's why it's so hard to describe the feeling when people are like, how was it? And it's like, well, it all happened pretty quick. So <laughs> I kind of got to make up a story a little bit. <laughs> Did you know? To match it's, it. 
As soon as you finished, did you think to yourself, that's the 10? Nah, not at all, to be honest. Um, I just knew that I kind of got snuck underneath the lip there and then um, I I thought it was going to be a good score just because when a wave spits and then you come out after it, it just adds that wow factor. Mm. Um, So I kind of knew it was going to be a good score, but honestly, I'm kind of just didn't really know what was going on. I was just like, I just want to make him and make this heat, make the final, try and win this thing. But um, to get a 10 is pretty, pretty epic. Oh, I'll yeah, tell you what, yeah. Molly, when it did spit you out the other side, you definitely claimed it. Like I felt like you did a little bit of a, a fist pump. Like that was a good that was a good thing that just happened. So it looked like you were really stoked. And then I guess you just got to sit in the water and wait for your score. For sure. I guess too, like you see me come out and I let go of the rail to come out and I kind of was like, whoa, like yeah. I was just like in in shock nearly and you just see me, my hands are just stuck next to my side and I just kick out like, whoa, <laughs> that just happened. And then I go out the back and honestly, I, I thought it would come in at a nine. I didn't think maybe a 10, but um, yeah, then when they yelled out 10, I was just like, thank whoa. you. Hey, what a year, <laughs> what a year, what a kickoff. And this year too, you're representing Australia at the Olympics as well. For sure. I think it's that's one of the more exciting points of it is like I am for sure representing Australia at the Olympics and it's in a wave similar to that. It's a barreling left-hander and, um, yeah, it just, it's exciting. It's a good confidence booster for what we could be looking at for Australia in Tahiti there. And what do you got from here through to before the Olympics? Um, so obviously I have the rest of this season kicking on still, um, the WSL season. So um, I go to Portugal, but I also have to do a, an Olympic qualifier event, which is just you kind of just got to tick the box there, and um, that's in Puerto Rico. So I'm still away from home for a little bit. I go to Puerto Rico and then to Portugal, um, and then I obviously have the Australian surfing events, and then I have Tahiti. So a lot of competing before the Olympics comes up, but nonetheless, I'll be trying to get as barreled as I can in these coming days to um, practice for the Olympics for sure. Molly, when you are home, do you have a favourite beach that you love surfing at? Um, I feel like I it, I live at Terrigal at the moment. Um, so honestly, just going down to North Avoca or Avoca is pretty easy. But I really enjoy surfing with all my friends at Shelley. I'm from Shelley Board Riders. Um, so, and I mean, you go up the coast too, like Soldiers and Pillows. Um, and they're just so beautiful. Like we're so lucky on the coast. There's not many people around. You can find a bank by yourself, and it is beautiful and clean and um, dreamy. So yeah. home home on the Central Coast is definitely where my heart is for sure. I love that. And Molly, when you rock, uh, rock into the shops like coffee shops around Terrigal and Avoca and whatever, do they give you free coffee? Say, oh, here's Molly Pickling. He have this for nothing. <laughs> no. Oh, they don't. I, How rude. No, I don't drink coffee though. Oh, I damn. Honestly... What about energy drinks? Surely. They go, here's Molly nah. Pickling. Have it on the house. <laughs> nah. Oh, they it don't. Doesn't, it honestly doesn't happen, but we should put that loud into the radio. <laughs> We're going to start wearing Molly Picklum t shirts around Terrigal just to get your free energy damn drinks. Just to get me. Yeah. For sure. Molly Picklum. No, exactly. One of the Central Coast's greatest women servers. Oh. Congratulations. And thanks for taking time out with us this morning, Molly. No worries, guys. Thank you. And have a good day there. You too. Good on you. Patty and Mass, the podcast. Play the music. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. It's funny when you talk to yourself because you actually play the music. Doesn't matter. We, Were you going to call no. yourself Maestro? <laughs> I was not, Mademoiselle. I was not. But yesterday. Oh my God, the accent, dude. It's. <laughs> Is it good? It's really awkward. <laughs> it's offensive to the yeah. French. <laughs> oh. It's offensive to me and I'm not even French. <laughs> Mademoiselle, yesterday was the day for lovers. <laughs> so, what I did... I hope you didn't talk in this accent. <laughs> Is there something wrong with it? What I did... Uh, Maserati. <laughs> I went home and I decided to cook my darling wife. The food for lovers. Okay. And get your pen poised right there. I've got my pen, mate. I've had it. i tell you what it is. You've asked me since six o'clock to have my pen ready. It's ten to seven. (laughs) Steak, chips and salad. Come on. Was was that what you did for dinner for Kirst? 
It was bloody beautiful steak, thank you. That's because steak is your favourite meal. That is lies. No. That is a lie. I asked you and Zach in the kitchen yesterday. I was like, oh, team bonding question. What's your favourite cuisine? And you said you were like, I don't know if it's a cuisine, but God, I love a steak. And then you anyway. went and cooked it for your wife for Valentine's Day. Well, it was easy because well, I had... it was easy. I was busy yesterday. Doing what? Stuff. (laughs) But I tell you what, if you would like to impress your lover, do the steak. Do the opposite of what Patty's done. You reckon? (laughs) Yeah, I reckon. Find out something that they want and cook that for them. I got cursed a long stem rose, thank you. (laughs) Oh, well done. Congratulations. Oh, cursed, I'm so sorry. Can I use that as a tax deduction, do you think? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Patty and Maz, the podcast. Maz was a very special guest at the running of the crab races at the Tall Timbers last night. I was indeed. I took, the, I took my little family along. Yeah. It was it was a great Man. night. Loved it. Uh, Henry was there, your boy, and Yeah, Jakey. and then Jake's my stepson, he came yeah. along too. And so, yeah, we got there. We like, had a bit of a mingle, said hi to everybody, and mm. then um, as part of my appearance, mm. um, Patty said, would you call out the numbers for the first race? Yeah. So it's a raffle-style yeah. situation. You a raffle ticket and you pull yeah. it out, and they pull out their number, you come up and select the crab between one and seven. So there's seven uh, crabs to choose from and yeah. I'm pulling out numbers and meeting people and they're choosing crabs and then one of the numbers I pull out because we got tickets when we walked in yeah. was one of our numbers. It was yeah. little Henry's number, yeah. number 71. And so he comes up to the front and he chooses crab number seven. It was a bit exciting. And there was a little bit, like when I pulled out Henry's number, there was a little bit of like, yeah. hang Heckling. on a yeah, hang on. There's got to be an investigation into this. this has gotta be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Come on. And then I was like, guys, it's a raffle. There's a bucket. There's some tickets. It's, you can't rig this stuff. Look, that piece of blue tack on Mazzy's finger, <laughs> that had nothing. And it's been there all day. Had nothing Stop. to do with uh, it was completely. It was all above board. It yeah, was legit, it was, allegedly. And then, and then we go over to the table, and then you release the crabs, and they start racing. And Patty's calling the race. And then what happened, Patty? <laughs> the first race, what happened? Henry's crab won. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven came blitzing home, and everyone's going, "Oh my god, this is rigged!" It was, and he whopped the race. It was. <laughs> The so, funniest thing ever. I was like, this is happening. I'm like, we've never been to the crab races. And, and there are people there that come every week and they're just sitting there looking yeah. in disgust at me going, I didn't ring the, rig this. So Henry, Seriously. He's basically walked in the door. He's had his number called out. He's chosen a crab. The crab's won. He thinks the crab races is the best thing ever. And do you know what he did? I don't know if I told you at the time, but when the crab won, I was like, buddy, you won. He's like standing on a chair, so excited. I'm like, what, 25 bucks? That's free dinner for us. We're so excited. And he goes, mum, do I get to take the crab home? No, you don't. No, because they've got to be. No, no, no. to be there for next week. Well, but, they've got to be there for the next three races, of which yeah. Jake, my stepson, yeah, won the sec, the third race. He so Mazzy, um, and then and then Mazzy's husband Glenn also got his number pulled out, and everyone, as I said, everyone's going. There's got to be an investigation into this. There's got to be someone's got to be accountable for this. With, with the third race, you chose. The, yeah, I know. You no, did I the know, raffle I tickets know. for that, so that did, like one hundred percent wasn't rigged. And, and Jakey uh, oh, won that. God. Race. His crab came home first. And then poor Dan and Mark, who've been coming for years I and years, so they're bad. just sitting there looking at me and they said, we won't see you again. I know. Well, uh, so this is the thing, is we went to the crab races and my family won 50% of the race. <laughs> so, look, everything is above board. Maz and her family will not be coming next Thursday. We're never Thursday. coming back, guys. And the jackpot has uh, jackpotted to about 550 for next Thursday. Oh, so Yeah, fun. but no, thank you for coming down, Maz. Oh, it was a really, really great. And the food was sensational. We had, we yeah. really did have a great time. We probably will be back, but you can give everyone well, a heads up. Well, well, you will be back because you've got $50 to spend in the bistro because oh, you won true. two races. <laughs> you've got to come back. <laughs> Patty and Maz, the podcast. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode.